everyone, we are back with the next episode of the Raiders Rambles. I am Jolt, chief host of the show, and joining me as always is none other than my co-host, Avira. Hello, everyone. I hope you're having a wonderful day. Wherever you are in the world, anytime, exactly. <laughs> every time. Next on the show, we have Noble. Hey, I'd like everyone to welcome my magic eight ball. <laughs> AKA the voice that stays inside your head. Yeah, <laughs> and everyone gets to see it now, so enjoy. <laughs> I, I mean, if we shatter that ball, does this mean your physical inner voice will cease to exist? I have no idea. It's a literal piece of cheap-ass plastic I picked up used, so, you know, whatever. I swear, it's like it's like the one thing that, ki- you know, school kids kind of use when they, they still believe in novelty toys. But Yeah, it was a thing when I was a kid, so coming across one like cheap-ass was just perfect. <laughs> Good times. Next on the show, we have... Maligos. Glad to be on the show once again. It's always a pleasure having you on board. On this ride, man. Wouldn't have you wouldn't have it any other way. I'm glad. And next up we have Stifior. Hello. Back again. As always. Mm. Fantastic. Tell me again, are you blue? Are you better? When are you how are you feeling? Literally blue. Me? I'm about to smash my fucking tablet. <laughs> hey, Have so far so good, man. Again? It's working no, out. I'm not, I'm not kidding. It's literally not connecting to my computer at all. I can't use my art tablet. Hmm. Oh, so it's it's completely moment. fucked itself. Right. Damn. Mm-hmm. I think... Why the fuck is that set to E? What the fuck? Right. So, while you're working that out, though, what do we got? Right, I think I've got it started. That's alright. Um, so, so, what do we got to start this ride on with, eh? Right. There we go. Sorted it. Awesome. Just oh, in time. You know, I took the fucking... I mean, I I was about to smash the fucker. <laughs> you know what? It's you, you know it's so weird. It's like everybody wants to talk their own little toys like today. <laughs> oh, I don't even. I di- I didn't expect it to be like this. All I've done is I've a fucking shit day at work today for twelve fucking hours again for the fifth time this week. Mm-hmm. Oof, that's rough, buddy. And then got home to be just. Generally, fucking sour, and shit's going wrong left, right, and fucking center. And then jump on, turn on my computer on, sit down to join the podcast, wondering why is it not working? Nothing's working here. Suddenly, the rest, me fucking tablet, and, you know, and then is everybody, as everybody says, the rest put is it from Well, it is now because it's finally fucking working again. All right. Which doesn't start working. Oh, Yay. God. It was a fucking expensive tablet. I don't want it to fucking break. You should. You should take care of it. Anyway, without any further ado, 
let's get started with the first thing that we have. So, all right, new generation of racially diverse creators to write and illustrate Dr. Seuss-inspired books. If you okay. remember a couple of episodes ago, like well, last year, like Dr. Seuss was basically going to the limelight after a series of its books got, well, banned. And we had to talk about that in one of our episodes aptly titled, If I Ran the Podcast. Mm-hmm. And so, what that what they're trying to do now um, is prop back up some more Dr. Seuss. The way I see it, this is probably an excellent time for anyone who bothered to invest in buying the old Dr. Seuss books can now thrust them onto eBay and flog them off or whatever. Oh, totally. It seems like they're trying to, what, like, revise them? A new generation of racially diverse creators to write and illustrate Dr. Seuss-inspired books? So, what? Is Dr. Seuss, like, a brand that, like, people could just buy rights to at this point? Like, I think it's a doc... If you have a look, Dr. Seuss Enterprises, Enterprises. yeah, company okay. that owns the intellectual property rights to Dr. Seuss's works, as yes, has announced that. Since when was this proven to be a good idea? Like with Star Trek, Star Wars. <laughs> wow, he says. Well, six Dr. Seuss books will stop being published because of racist imagery. That's what we were talking about uh, last time we spoke about this. Yeah, yes. racist imagery. Oh god. Oh yeah, I remember the... I was on for the podcast last time when we did that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was too. That... And that it's funny, and and now you know those books, those six books that were there. You know, in and to think I saw it on Mulberry Street. If I ran the zoo, mm. Elliot's pool on Beyond Zebra, Scrambled Egg Super, and the Cat's Quizzer was allegedly the quote unquote. Right, insensitive books that got banned. Right, so the reasoning they have here is oh, an Asian person is portrayed wearing a uh, canonical hat. Okay, holding chopsticks and eating from a bowl. I mean, how is that bad, though? I mean, that's culture, right? They eat rice, I mean, and they eat, like, noodles and stuff, like, with chopsticks, I guess? I don't know. That's See, just it's weird. only culture. When they do it themselves, but if someone else that isn't that race does it, oh god, that's racist. Gerald, did you find that image insensitive at all? <laughs> I can't remember if I did, but <laughs> so probably not then. I'm pretty sure though that it's only you know related to actual Chinese individuals, yeah. and considering the time the book was written, that's right. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, it's absurd enough that we were revisiting this back in 2021. And, you know, now we have to write a book that's we have to, we're going to try and rewrite that to, you know, to compensate for the six books that have been missing now. Instead of rewriting them, why not turn around and get some people together who actually have a brain, which I understand that's very difficult these days, especially in <laughs> the professional industries, and try to write some completely new books with the same kind of themes or what you'd find in the old ones. Wait, are you actually suggesting that they write good books? 
Yes. Whoa. New books. <laughs> I am going to be a sadist here and say that. Promoting so, creativity? Ah, oh, unheard of. Creativity oh. doesn't exist today, unfortunately. I know. <laughs> oh, we're here to promote political correctness of virtue signaling. We can't have cre creativity. I'm sorry, okay, but every they, time they said political correctness, it's always someone they trying said the, the to be racist. Under the banner, uh, Sue Studios and published by Random House Children's Books, that'll be geared uh, to readers four to eight years old. Now, tell me, what what six year old is going to be reading a Dr. Seuss book and become some diehard racist because they saw some offensive imagery? And like, well, if you, come on, well, she's white. <laughs> well, what what kid cares about that shit? Hell, what I adult? Know, I, I, I never don't. cared about it. Oh, it's crazy. So here, I remember. Have, uh, I remember cartoons even in the '90s had like uh, multi-racial kind of like nobody, nobody really cared. Like you know, there was there was that old uh, Conan cartoon in the '90s that had like one black character and like nobody said like, "Oh, I'm, I I hate black people now" or something like you know. No, that's, or, that's crazy. But here we have in the article, it says the new authors and illustrators will represent a diverse cross-section of racial backgrounds to represent as many families as possible. Oh, God. Dr. That, Seuss Enterprises said. You know, the what? thing is that the, the trend that people seem to be setting towards is to say that, okay, you have like, this is what the world really looks like in this current era. And so... Yeah, but Dr. Seuss, like, they made they made up creatures, you know, like Wibble Wobbles and Snizzy Snouzens and weird shit like that, you know, with little floofy hair and like they look like ostriches or whatever. Or like the Who's from Whoville. Like, they're not supposed to be human-looking. Yes, and someone put on some LSD and decided to write some <laughs> children's books. Exactly, right? What's wrong with that? It's... And that's basically, you know, lo and behold, the world... In nineteen, you know, in back when they wrote it, we'll have this twenty twenty two blank stare. What's going to happen if, if, in five years' time, these books are considered to be horrifically wrong? Mm -hmm. Oh, they probably still will be. <laughs> no, I mean the ones they're going to write. Oh yeah, or edit. <laughs> but it's going to go full circle again. We're saying. Something that isn't racist is racist, and then everyone's going to be like, "Well, how racist was that? They made it out to be racist." <laughs> That's not the there's intention here. There's never going to be any fucking winning with this stupid shite like that. No, what places? What most people forget, and this is the important thing. So there are two places in town that I really like to buy um, food from when I'm on the go. One's like a bakery type place. The other one's just like your traditional corner store in Australia that would sell fish and chips and other shit. I don't go to those places because the staff are all Asians. I don't go there because it's multicultural. I go there because I like the food for Christ's sake. It's, it's mm -hmm. like with these books. You don't read them because you want to be diverse. You get kids to read them because they're written for kids and they're supposed to at exactly. least teach some kind of lesson. It's supposed to help them later on in life and not completely screw them up when, unfortunately, the teachers these days are shit. Uh, yeah. Just, just no. Ugh. 
This doesn't help anything. No, no. And now to get through to get through what the what they're doing, why they're doing. Read here. The goal is to continue Geisel's legacy, starting in 1957 with the launch of the beginner books in print, Random House, of inspiring young readers and supporting writers and artists starting their publishing careers. Uh, blah blah blah. You know, we believe literacy is for everyone, and as you try to find solutions that are really are thoughtful and are heartfelt, they really do embrace everyone and allow everybody to be celebrated. And I think what what they're doing right now is a step in the right direction. <laughs> yeah, do you? Yeah, banning books and and yeah, rewriting everything. Okay, sure, that's the right direction, definitely. So, are they going to start burning books now instead of just throwing Probably. them in the bin and in schools in the US? I mean, metaphorically, that's what they're Avera. doing. No, or no, Avira, uh, I've seen actual footage of a school proudly taking books, including things like on the stock market, and just throwing them in the bin. Wow. It's yeah. like a. The, like some books in at least uh, in UK in the in the London Library, they uh, labeled some books as caution. This th this book may be uh, insensitive to some subjects, like I don't know, includes uh, racial something. They even like put it in kids' books, like you know, like caution. This book is outdated uh, comparing to today like you know oh we have a a good live comment from ice kitsune who says uh at furry raiders if dr seuss is so evil then why does the book about the trees and the man and the tower seem to be a metaphor for a corporate takeover yeah it is you would think socialists would like that kind of shit when was that book <laughs> written oh i don't know probably decades ago 60s. 60s, 70s. Yeah, how long? How many years did it take for a corporate entity to take over his uh, ideals and basically try to put their own little spin on it? <laughs> I don't know, man. The poor bastard must be turning in his grave. Anyway, let's make use of the magic eight ball. Is this still ah, yeah. shit a good idea? Come on. Oh, yes, fashion. but doubtful. <laughs> <laughs> doubtful. Oh, the magic eight ball knows all. <laughs> oh, that's Good correct. Reaction. Doubt. Press doubt. Doubt. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, well. You know, and speaking of where we're at right at the moment, I wasn't able to find any any of this stuff that was banned. If I ran the zoo. Oh, wait. Amazon's got a listing of it. Oh, please show it. All right. Yeah, I wasn't... Like, first thing I did, you know, go on eBay, try and have a look to see if there's anything on sale. No, no dice. All right, here we go. Here's Amazon's listing of the band If I Ran the Zoo. You know, hardcover's going for 300 bucks. Wow, and it came out in <laughs> 1950. That's when it came out. I have, I have this book. I mean, it's like old. I think that's like a uh, newer print from like the '90s or whatever. But yeah. still, another another band one, you know. And to think I saw it on Mulberry Street. Wow, one hundred and twenty-five dollars for the hardcover. Holy crap! See that—that's what happens. I thought Pokemon White was insane for going for one hundred and thirty dollars locally. 
beginning. No, I'm serious. The original, uh, an original copy of Pokemon White boxed $130. Fucking hell. Whoa. An old yeah. Nintendo DS game that came out in what, 2009? Uh, not sure, but pretty much, yeah. One that's not even that good. Uh, I rather like the games, to be honest. But I can't see why they're worth that much. I just. Oof. Well, Black anyone who invested in those uh, Dr. Like. Zeus books are going to be, you know, jumping for joy. Well, yeah. If I Until it comes back on the market and then they're like, oh, I wasted so much money buying this. <laughs> Well, no, you'd preserve the banned Dr. Seuss books and then, you know, and then sell it to collectors. The same thing happened with Magic the Gathering. When they banned, like, those six or seven cards, they went up in price like they quadrupled. It's craziness. It's like the Streisand effect. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, for crying out loud. Yes, let's bring in Barbara Streisand with this. <laughs> no, seriously, like, like the, more, the more you try to censor something, the more people want to see it. Like, it has the opposite effect. Yeah, true. Welcome to the internet. Ugh, yeah, even, welcome to you know, modern culture. Mm. Leave your brain at the door. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So, speaking of, like, we'll be seeing another hit of the Dr. Seuss of the Cat and Hat some point soon-ish. So uh, we're going to move yes. to the next thing, and that's kind of what no just glance on very tangentially, Pokemon. I love and Pokemon. I know, yes. For the ninth time, they're continuing this ride. Good. Yes. What's it about? Pokemon Scarlet and Violet have been announced. Uh... Oh boy, another one. Yeah. Well, see, is this is the continuation of the mainline games. Yeah, Legends was more like a side-off <laughs> piece that they usually do. Because it so is falling in line. Yeah, that's what I said. Legends. Legends Arceus. Ah, yes. Yeah, the Goat God. Arceus is, um, is very... It's, um, you know, it's a very, very bold step. But in that de- it's a, very a really good de- game. But it also falls in line with Legends Arceus is the side game Officially by Game Freak, that they always do. And here comes Generation 9, still falling in line with the proper time. Now, hold on a minute. Wasn't Generation 9 where some cartoon predicted that uh, Pokemon would be nothing but a chair or some piece of furniture? (laughs) Oh, God, really? Yeah, we had Clef Key a few generations ago, which is basically... Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think Pokemon has gone outlandish right now with the... With what you know, what they're turning into Pokemon, you know, making a Pokemon out of ice cream. <laughs> that was weird. Yeah, well, that's that why Black and White, was, White was the worst ones. I hated Unova. I still do. It's you hate like Uranus. Who? The fifth generation's reach. You hate me? Was so that Unova? Yeah, me. Run. I hate you, Nova. Run. Oh, God, why would you say that? <laughs> it's because I've already told you. I'm the better host. You <laughs> have been the <replaced. laughs> <Shut up. laughs> It's right, all so... about blue now. The orange is old. <laughs> oh, <laughs> get real. story of this? <laughs> but right, uh, I'm pretty sure I remember hearing that um, Scarlet and Violet are supposed to be the same fully open world as Legends Arceus, and I can't wait for that. 
it looks really good so far, I gotta say. Right. You have to know that there was a disappointment with Sword and Shield. There was when... not. Fuck off. Yes, there was. I'm horribly disappointed with that series. Fucking Eat my suck. ass. The game was perfectly fine. Every I game is going to have bugs. People just hate it because it's a whole different new way of playing. Uh, it, wasn't just, it wasn't just the bugs. Because it's new. Stifio, it wasn't that. The constant interactions with the battles, with the way they had set them up, just no. The that bloody camp thing was horrific. I barely played it. When I tried to play it, it just was confusing and boring. <sighs> the fact that you couldn't get all the Pokemon you wanted in it really pissed me off. Didn't they and also then, announce downloadable content for Sword and Shield? Yeah, they provided a DLC which you had to buy, and I'm like, oh, you're kidding. So they did actually add more Pokemon, which they originally said wasn't going to happen. Yeah, but most games end up doing a DLC anyway. And I still think the hand, they did it really well. I really love Sword and Shield. So like, yeah, every game's going to have its flaws, but I still think they did what they could. They, they at least listened to people and brought in the Pokemon. You didn't have to buy the DLC to be able to bring the Pokemon forward. I think the, what the main issue is that they, uh, instead of providing a free update, they uh, locked the content behind the DLC, which is what pissed people even more because these days like you i mean you kind of expect to for to like you know uh, uh provide something provide an improvement to the to the people that liked your game but like um instead of like providing a free update like you know when, when the game these days like when when the game provides free update it's kind of like uh, uh a novelty now because like you know, ever since the concept of DLC came out, the developers decided, oh, wait, like, instead of, like, releasing a free free content update, let's just uh, lock it behind the DLC. That way we earn more money. I mean, it's not exceptional with Nintendo. They are, uh, they are Nintendo. I mean, these are the same guys that charge emulated Super Mario 64 for $30. Limited time sale. Most, most, most games have DLC anyway. Like most... It's just the way gaming has gone recently. Plus, it's just a way, yeah, it is a way to get more money. But with that more money is what they use to put into further games to make future games even better. Stark, I have mean... you seen the upscaled copies of Pokemon X and Y or ORAS? Oh, I like dollars. Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. They're able to... People doing this for free were able to take those old games and upscale them to basically, like I think it was like 1080p or even 4K. But anyway, and it that's... came out looking beautiful still, except for the oh. parts that were low. Um, <laughs> that's the Nintendo, Nintendo modders. Oh. Yeah, there was... So much that people were able to do. There was that. There was that Pokemon. There was that Pokemon um, uh, game that was like in fully 3D. Like you actually 
Like yeah. uh, this was before Sword and Shield, by the way, where you actually and they were like using, weren't they also using like Unreal? Yeah, they were using Unreal Engine. It was it looked really good. I think it, like it was a remake of the first Pokemon in Unreal Engine, the, right. the Pokemon Red. And naturally, Nintendo simply sent cease and desist letter. Mm-hmm. But well, yeah, anyway, that's aside. The that's not the issue at hand here. What, what I guess we wanted to look at is just what's new for the ninth generation. And you know, oh yeah, better way to start <laughs> than with the start of Pokemon. Well, this See, is pretty um... interesting. So these are the new the, the three new starters we have. Uh, I'm yeah, pretty sure Pokemon right now they're up to I believe 908 Pokemon now. It's um, I, th- I think it's nine oh eight. No, I think so it's guys, eight, eight something. Uh, it, well, it was eight. I, I see. I saw two numbers. I saw eight hundred and ninety eight. Then I saw nine hundred and eight. So I'm not sure which one is correct. But here we have the the new three Pokemon, and I'm sure you guys have seen on Twitter that the grass cat has been exploding <laughs> like freaking crazy. Of all of them, I've seen the most of the grass cat. Uh, oh yeah, Tito. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, is it wait? Is Sprigatito or is it Sprigatio? No, it's Sprigatito. Okay. So for me, the second day of announcement, some of the artists I watch on FA were already submitting porn of this character. Oh, for fuck's sake! Oh yeah, yeah What do you expect? Yeah, on the I, second day, I'm surprised. They took to the cat. It's like, are you fucking serious? I saw like, a really funny why? image uh, on Twitter about this grass cat, like, smoking a bong. They were like, yum. I'll give, I'll give you some. <laughs> well, that aside, I got a funny meme. Oh, did you meme. see that one? <laughs> I got a funny meme about the Sprigatito thing. That, oh, goodness. Uh, I expected sand. The old. The potential <laughs> evolutions of Sprigatito. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> what? What do you, oh, what that's so this funny. Mean? I swear, I really hope this is true and they get sued by both Dr. Zeus and the people who own Garfield. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is so funny. That would just make my day. Yes, but yeah, if you do want to look for the Sprigatito stuff, I have to say what's you. You're a degenerate. Dude, it's all over Twitter. It's freaking crazy. The last like week or so, it totally just blew up. All right, and the next, yeah, like it's an it's another one of those cats. But the next starter is where Coco. The fire that looks like really a total dialogue like ripoff. That that that. That's what the first thing that came came into my mind. It looks like total dial ripoff. Right. It's a fire Totodile. Is it going to start bouncing around and jumping around like Totodile did? Probably. Maybe. And you know what? And there's also some memes of this guy too. But first off, we're gonna we're gonna skip over to something that has that breaks seems to have broken a pattern. The Fuecoco. And a lot of people seem to have noticed that this was traced way back to like the fourth generation, that the fire Pokemon starters have were patterned over the Chinese Zodiac. Oh yeah, they've been doing that for a long hmm. while. And you know, again, it's it's been saying people have been saying a couple of things like maybe there's going to be twelve generations of Pokemon. 
maybe they're gonna follow the entire pattern. I don't know. And you know, and we have eight of the zodiacs filled. You know, the dragon, chime and the Charizard. Well, mouse Cyndaquil, but that's a bit of a stretch. Yeah, that is a massive but, stretch. Yeah, Rooster Torchic, Monkey Chimchar, Pig T Pig. Fennekin the Dingo is a dog, which is Fennekin. a bit of a stretch also. Fennekin's a fox. The f- yeah. Like foxes I mean, no, scientific names and like genuses aside, it's you could say there's a bit of a stretch. You know, what would Growly be considered? Would Growly be like a dog slash uh, no, tiger? Um, we're concerning the fire starters, not so much the rest of the Pokemon. Oh, oh, oh okay. Oh, just fires. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I see. And then eighth generation, the rabbit. Yep. And now the ninth is, um, yeah, the closest thing they have. Like what's not fulfilled is, of course, the horse, the um, the snake. And two other ones I can't quite think of on the top of my head. Wait, Ponyta? It doesn't Ponyta have a fire no, tail? No, Ponyta That's not the starter a... Pokemon. In each generation, they bring out, well, usually they bring out three Pokemon completely new. The only way you can usually get them is by restarting the game. Huh. Traditionally. Uh, and this thing looks like it might be a fire slash fighting type anyway. No, it's like. Live comment oh, they need first. to stop with the firefighting types, honestly. What's resonance? Fococo. Phantom of the Onion Hair Rex. <laughs> <laughs> and now, here's where the where things get bizarre, because some people are thinking, they're hoping that Fococo's evolutions are going to end up making it into a, a snake. No, I hope it turns into a giant crocodile. That'd be cool. Yeah. Hmm. And oh, and there's another meme as well regarding this sort of thing. Um, did you know like somebody was making the the you know that little band aid they have? It's like somebody's been slapping the craft cheeses oh, onto yeah. my Pokemon. <laughs> oh, I saw this. This was bad. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll bring this up to you guys so you can see it firsthand here. Who's putting the craft singles on these fire starters? Uh, oh no! <laughs> uh, oh my lord, that's funny. Are these new Pokemon starters a good idea for this generation of Pokemon? I have to ask. Um, I think the crocodile one looks pretty doofy. Uh, the the grass cat is pretty cool. Uh, what was the third one? We'll get to um, Quaxley. <laughs> that <sums up> my <laughs> okay. All right, concentrate and, and ask again. The magic eight ball is spoken. Concentrate. <laughs> Indeed. The third starter. We need to go through the third starter now. Quaxley, the duck. Which is my. It's the one I like out of the three of them. The other two, I'm not keen on at all. I'd go without the hair for the starter for this one. I'm sorry. Oh, that's hair. I thought that was a hat. No, that's hair. Yeah. Oh goodness! It's oh, that's silly. Like, it's sort of like designed to be a bit of both in a way. A two pay. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I don't know. I I, I kind of like the the grass cat though. It's almost like Eevee, uh, like I Eevee on weed. So Leafy on. Yeah, basically, like their their cousin. 
So Quackfleet is the water type starter in Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. It's a blue and white duck, which either has a fantastic head of hair or a little cap. Yeah, see, exactly. The, the, the official, uh, oh, wait. Let me just say, like, the official description of Quaxley is the earnest and tidy duckling Pokemon. The duckling! <laughs> That's cute. Yeah. I, I like Quaxley a lot more than I like the other two. I, I really don't like the other two that much. And so, with these new styles, what do you think the evolution prospects are going to be? Well, you know, Garfield and Stu kind of had a side. How about the cat? Probably gonna be something mm. like from like Meowth goes to Persian. Uh, yeah, it's gonna probably be something like that. Like uh, she evolves into uh, Tiger. I wonder if any of them are gonna be quadrupeds in their final forms. If See, they... I was thinking that Quaxley might evolve into like a swan. You know that whole story about That's the ugly I'm... duckling. Yeah, I mean they've done yeah. that. Plenty. They did that with um, Ducklet and Swanner. They did it with Feebus oh. and Magnetic. Oh, they did already. See, oh, there's yeah. like a, there's almost a thousand Pokemon out there. I don't keep track of this shit. Oh. I only know the original 150 and Lucario. That's pretty much it. Oh, I know two. I know all of them. It's bad. <laughs> oh, wow. I have, I've, I've, That's I've lost, you know, a lot of interest after this fifth generation. I just know the starters by name, and that was pretty much it. Um, hmm. Interesting love comments here all around from, from our guys. Aiskutsu in 777. The duck has been kind of suspected to look like a Spanish musketeer. Kind of makes think... me think that this might take place in Spain. Oh, maybe. Very good analysis. Like, yeah. it's in the names, actually. You know, um, Fuecoco. You know, fi the Spanish word for fire is Fuego. Oh, yeah, okay, I see that. Yeah, the Spanish word for kitten. Uh, the, the, the Sprigatito name is a combination of Sprig and the Spanish word for kitten. Huh. Interesting. I really don't... I The one thing, like, the designs of them aren't too bad. For, compared to what the starters have been recently. Like, um, the latest ones with, um, like, Litten couldn't stand... The only, well, basically, the only decent one from Sun and Moon was Rowlet. One's from Sword and Shield, the only decent one was the Rabbit, because the other two are just awful. God awful. Scorbunny yeah. is definitely the best one. When I played Sword and Shield, at least played it, I just got the starters, used them until I was able to get at least a decent party, and then I just kicked mm -hmm. them off, because there's just no... I, I couldn't see any benefit to using them. Score Bunny, I like. I've played the games a lot. I've like re restarted and played them through a fair few times, and I always choose Score Bunny because it's just the better out of them all. I just wait till I can get Arcanine and just burn everything. But um, I do hope that Quaxley will have a decent looking evolution line. Because I don't like the look of um, Sprigatito at all. Just really? So I think it's kind of cute. I don't like it at all. Especially the names. The names for all three of them, I'm not keen on. 
that's uh, yeah same they're they're way too difficult to pronounce like yeah imagine like like what seven-year-old is going to be able to pronounce this oh everyone's going to pronounce the fucking thing it's just going to be annoying if you understand okay so the pokemon company themselves they've got full control over the games uh the tv show and the advertisement so when anything official is done the pokemon company international itself will go in and they will make sure that the correct name is being used it's not like back in the four kids days where the actors can say whatever they want uh, the voice actors can say it however they want they are trained to say the pokemon names correctly yeah that's what I, I like that they have been doing that well, that's good you know for consistency oh yeah yeah that's why people need to start learning how to pronounce arceus properly Arceus. <laughs> I think this must be the thing you were looking for with the Sprigatito, wasn't it? The one of the being the weed thing. Ah, yes! That's it! Yo, I saw that shit on Twitter yesterday. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm like, yep. Grass type, man. I seriously hate to think if that is the actual final evolved form. Oh no, that, that's that's the evolution of like the the anthro version. Spookatito, <laughs> I've just realised there looks like someone's done a fan drawing of Fennekin, but as a grass type. Yeah, it, it does have fanfiction. It's basically vibe. a grass type. The the cat starter in the previous generation. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, Fuecoco looks like an animate chili. <laughs> just, he kind of does. Chili. Yeah, a chili has a, a crocs face on it. <laughs> so, is this it? Have we seen the last of the depressed Pokemon? Because they're always the depressed, or there was the uh, not pleased looking ones, and they at least open the world up a little bit more. But it looks like they're getting rid of that mm. and just making everything cheerful. Possibly, but we all know the most important part. Hopefully, they do some really nice-looking ghost types. Is that your favorite? Go dark and require you to get. I a, love a the ghost types. Uh, what was that, Noble? They're going to go dark and do what? I wonder if they're going to uh, go dark and allow you to get a rock stone and use Not it to create me. a ghost type. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Maybe yeah, that's that's how you get the ghost Eevee. <laughs> Avira, do you understand the joke? It's basically to get a ghost type Pokemon in the games. We're saying uh, you'll have to kill a Pokemon to get it. Yes, I, I yeah, I, I um, get it. <laughs> that's messed up. <laughs> yeah, pretty dark, honestly. But uh, I, I think my, my my favorite type of Pokemon is Bug type. You know, like Scyther is really cool. Beedrill, Caterpie, adorable. <laughs> yeah. Good choice, but wow. okay. But yeah. <laughs> what? Anyway, I, I digress. You, I mean, everybody knows. Everybody knows. Everybody's always making a joke about me. Come on. You wanting a squirrel Pokemon? <laughs> Come on. It's been and it's been only a few years since people, you know, since the creators confessed that Pikachu wasn't actually a mouse. 
Yeah. Yeah, he is. He's like a cat mouse thing. No, he's a squirrel. He was originally designed to be a squirrel, and then they changed it to a mouse. Hmm. Which, right, so which, which one is right then? Pachurisu is the only one I think of as being an actual mouse, and that thing's a little electric. Pikachu yeah, is still... and Emolga are pretty much the only thing that has squirrels. One's yeah, Emolga. Pachurisu, though... You can kind of see more of the squirrel in it because of the big puffy tail. Yeah, oh, yeah. The flying squirrel. Yeah, Emolga is the only one of the Pikachu redos that. Um... Well, no, there's Dedene as well. Dedene is definitely a mouse. But yeah, Avira officially Pikachu is still considered to be the mouse Pokemon. Yeah. Right, oh, yeah, that's what I thought. Won't change it. The, um, the, they'll not change it now because Pikachu ended up becoming the mascot of Pokemon. So if they tried to officially change it, there would be outrage. It's yeah. no, you, you can't yeah. fuck with Pikachu. No way. The uh, interesting new live comments. Um, seven 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 Ice Soon says, "I can imagine the evil team this time being based on the Inquisition." <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Team Rocket and the Crusaders. <laughs> no, they'd just be the Crusaders. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Start harassing them. I mean, it's like you know, it's not gonna lie. A... If this is gonna be Spanish thematically, it'd be you know, it'd be a repeat of what you know, the colonization of the South Americas and Mexico. Oh, they could be like a, a Quetzalcoatl Pokemon, like like a feathered serpent or whatever. That'd be kind of cool. So it's called Quetzalcoatl. Quite yeah, yeah. The Aztec god of what death or whatever. I remember creation. A lot of potential in using you know, in using that part of the world to create a Pokemon world. You know. Yeah, Are they totally. Chupacabra knockoff. Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> Ice Kids in Gen 5 did Antifa. Gen 5 have Antifa. Gen 5 yeah, pretty was much. Worst. <laughs> I mean, oh, that group was just so bad. All right. So, what are your hopes for, like, you know, in this ninth generation of Pokemon? I'm hoping they don't do a black and white again. But, I'm. I'm just so glad that they're doing it open world again, because I absolutely love it in Legends Arceus. The open world is fantastic to play, and I just hope for shiny hunting, they keep the shinies as the overworld sprites, not where you have to encounter them to see, because I just love walking around and suddenly seeing, oh, there's a shiny Pokemon there, instead of having to walk into every single one of them to see it, like you had to in Sword and Shield. Legends Arceus has handled it Perfectly. I'm not pre-ordering this game. I'm pre-ordering both of them. <laughs> nice. All right. So we'll, got, we'll keep a look out and see what happens. And, you know, because it's something I'm kind of looking forward to. Now, the next story that we have come to an end of an era. Yeah, uh, an era indeed. 
Arthur fans react as Kids Show airs last episode after 25 seasons. Mind you, Arthur came out back in October of 1996. Fucking over, yeah, they have. I think I last time I read, I think they have over like five, no, like 400 and something episodes. A lot. I hate to think what it's going to be like with the news of uh, neighbors in Australia coming to an end after 37 years. Wow. But you, you know, keep in mind, like, Simpsons is still running. Neighbors, yeah. not Simpsons. Yeah, yeah. So but, when I see this, I can't help but think Rugrats. The way they yeah, exactly. Rugrats. See, a lot of shows do this actually. Like they'll they'll have like a, at the end of their season or the, the the show itself, they'll have them all like grown up. You know, Rugrats did this obviously. And then there was a spinoff, but so did um regular show. The last oh, episode yeah. of that, it was like ten years later, twenty years later, or something like that. I remember the last episode of uh, Kids Next Door. Had, oh yeah, uh, that's them, right. Had them. Had them be like uh, on some kind of interview, mm-hmm. and they're like all adults, like all the like uh, all the from number one to number five. They're all like uh, adults now. That's right. And they yeah, so... actually like, and because like you know the entire story in Kids Next Door is like once you become a teenager, they uh, wipe out your memory of having like uh, anything to do with uh, Kids Next Door. Like mm-hmm. they, they said something like they uh, regained their memory, but like only temporary, just so they can like uh, uh, talk about some kind of experience. I guess like in the last episode or something. So, so it's or, like or they or they work as like a double agent too, like infiltrating the teenagers or whatever. But with Arthur, it's really funny how they showed all the characters being super successful. Like Arthur is a writer, Buster. Uh, I forgot what he did. Um, I know Francine became a, a lesbian. She she does like uh, sneakers and yeah, stuff. Right, and we're gonna have a look at these. Arthur Reed, <laughs> our graphics novelist. His first. Yeah, right. Arthur He's a writer. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, the hell, and... <laughs> he has. <laughs> now, guys, I'm not. Have you ever seen uh, AOK animations? Because a few years ago, they did uh, a spoof on Arthur, all grown up. Only Arthur was in his twenties, moving back with his parents, and Buster was a meth dealer. Okay, then. <laughs> yeah, yep. It was pretty freaking bonkers, man. <laughs> I that, that was like three or four years ago that came out, and now this final episode, they actually show them all grown up, but they're all successful. Like that that fat mm. bully kid, he's like a news reporter or and, whatever. Yeah, let's look at these one at a time again. Okay, okay. Francine. Yeah, definitely got yeah. Some, you know, that lesbian oh, sort of style. Yeah, what's going on here? <laughs> I, 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 I actually, I think I think in the AOK um, animation, she was also portrayed as a lesbian. Oh, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure she was. Off. Oh, that's going to come off as really bad. She's a monkey, right? Oh, I yeah, mean, I this looks bad already. Not. Oh, it, God, yeah, whatever no. this is, it looks oh, horrible. Insult to lesbians. <laughs> oh sorry. goodness gracious! So yeah, Next so Francine one. is oh, I mean, now Arthur already went woke with the whole. Uh... We'll get to that in a second because it, it it had its controversies, but we'll touch on that in just a second. Yeah, I remember that too well. Next one, DW is a cop. Oh, oh, okay. I would never have guessed that. 
that she'd be oh. a police officer? No, I thought she'd be like a fashion designer or something. Next mm -hmm. one. Vinky. Ah, uh, yeah, Vinky. <laughs> hmm, would that actually... Like, her yeah. being a cop, would that actually, like, uh, make some people upset? Uh, you know, probably. Because stances on, pol on police? Oh, probably. an interesting live comment. Fox got a husky. DW, the snitch of the show, is a cop, of course. Mm. Oh, yeah, you know what, actually? That does kind of make sense, now that I think about it. I always thought the <laughs> cops are, are those bullies from uh, from high school that, you know... <laughs> like yeah, they, like, like they, like they want to bully. They want to keep bullying, so they become cops. Oh no, that's usually the drug dealers. Um, that's actually <laughs> well, that's actually the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Ah, here we have anyway. Binky Barnes is a local news reporter, which is next one interesting. George Lundgren, now the owner of the Sugar Bowl Cafe. Okay, and. Muffy Crosswire, running for mayor of Elwood City. Makes sense. So I mean, she, she's got the money for it, so... Why is nobody being like a delivery driver, a taxi driver, a truck driver, or... Like, because they all have to be successful. Or working, or... Because <laughs> it's, it's not considered a success. These I mean, it is, though. I mean, truck drivers make a, a lot of money. Well, yeah, yeah. And they're yeah, vital. But... but uh... Like a taxi driver, for instance, or you know, a delivery, a, a d delivery man, or or postman. Yeah, you know, the, this current day and age, like when every everything is like over, overpriced. Like you being a delivery man, like yeah, you know. All right, next one's Buster is a school teacher. Oh God. Yeah, that's that's kind of funny. Like well, I, I'm referring to giving me nightmares. Yeah. Oh, did you guys notice that Arthur has on his shirt, like, Buster on his shirt? Oh, yeah. yeah, I noticed that. Isn't that kind of weird? Like, why? Because <laughs> it's gotta be gay. <laughs> <laughs> no, might, you know what? Maybe. They already made Mr. Ratburn gay. Why not? Wait, really? <laughs> they did, yeah. Mr. Ratburn, their teacher. Yeah, it turns out that's he uh, right. he that's married when, a guy. That's also oh, in the moment, like, Arthur turned woke as well, because they also yeah. had a screed about racism for an for a show that's irrelevant because it's about anthropomorphized oh, yeah, animals. George Floyd, yeah. That, yeah. Exactly, yeah, yeah, we talked about that shit. Is it just <laughs> me, or in the next uh, 10 to 20 years, America's going to be having the same issues that Japan is today? Most likely. Uh, what would that be? Low birth rate. Oh, yeah, well, right now, that America's might, might birth rate actually, is yeah. 1.7. Due to immigration, though... It's close to 2.1, which is what you need to sustain a population. But right now, Americans are... Yeah, it's about 1.7. Right. But well, the thing is, Japan, like, demographically, Japan isn't producing, you know... Isn't well, you know, you have to think about it. Like, um, me as a... Like, I'm almost going to be 28. And I still have no plans to have kids. Because uh, I can't afford them. Like, I can't really afford them to... Like go to a proper school because no way in hell I'm gonna send them to public school. Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, like uh, I have to, you know, aff afford everything. Like, since everything is like overpriced now, it's not sustainable. Like, it's mm. fifty years ago it was because, like, you know, 
things was were affordable, yeah, but yeah. now so it, the decision to have children is really again it's a couple of things, but economic uh, factors aside, you know Japan isn't really you know encouraging its people to have children or at least not trying to. Yep, lots Speaking of problems, of... a lot of and a lack of immigration. Yep. And... Speaking of kids' show, like I did did notice that like in today's um, kids' shows, they don't really like promote the the kind of like unity i guess like that's part of the probably one of the reasons why the generation z is so uninterested in starting a family and you know ha- having kids because like you know the cartoons don't really like um uh, like uh, teach us the sense of like having a family and they don't you know, yeah you're right they, they really don't promote family values anymore because you know the woke culture because, wants you know to it's, it's the family unit it's considered a conservative value like you know it's not part of the progressive it should be human value what are you talking about like families the, right like that's how we live yeah but it's but messed like, up it's, i find it hard like it's more important to uh show kids about someone someone's uh different sexuality than what it then like for instance how family is like important and how family actually uh how how family actually like you know help us like uh you know how starting how like basically having a family and you know starting a new family is would actually like you know uh benefit benefit us all like, you know oh yeah you definitely and, and like what you, what you see with the older kids cartoons as well there's a lot of emphasis on family i mean you look at arthur or little bear or stuff like that you know it was always about the whole family thing now there have were... you guys grown up with arthur like have you like seen no. episodes over the years well, I, I haven't seen the latest Arthur's because i was when i was a, when i was a kid sort yes of. i did watch arthur yeah, I was more, kid, I, I was more watching. I was more watching the old Hanna Barbera cartoons. Okay, and, yeah, and cool. Like, uh, like, but even Hanna Barbera had like you know uh, Yogi Bear's like you know son and son and father. Oh, so kind wholesome. Of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know, you, you there were there was some. I mean, also I have to mention like Flintstones as well. I mean, uh, and, and yep. all that. They they were they were also like you know uh family kind of uh th- thing and um yeah you you just kind of don't see that in in shows anymore it's it's more now the kids shows are more like now uh to actually send uh a virtue signaling message than rather than just like you know uh, some kind of life life values yeah, yeah right so for me, when I was growing up, there were a number of TV shows. These weren't cartoons, but they were film for, for kids. And effectively, it would have the kids figuring out something. The adults or the parents would act in a, no, you're wrong. This is stupid. You should stop. At the end, whether it was just an episode or an entire series, the parents realizing that, oh, no, the kids were right. And then the parents happening to actually correct their mistakes. You don't see that at all nowadays. Nothing like that, because that that should at least it, it introduced me to that. Despite someone you know being up top, even if they think that you're wrong, but you know that you're right, try to find a reasonable way to point out. And that's stuff I've been doing. 
at work, especially when it, well. when it gets into an argument between myself and either the boss or a supervisor, it's like, come over here, watch me and tell me what I'm doing wrong. <laughs> and it just well kills the situation side. completely. You know, like maybe it's also invented to teach, you know, children the um, problem solving. Exactly. The problem solving. That's that's also the thing. Like it's 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 kind of um, sad to see it. Like, you know, it's also what I'm seeing with the current generation all that they they, they don't really have that kind of uh, problem solving skill like that that would actually benefit later later in later in life like you know that's why that's why i i was mainly interested in old um when i was like a kid like i mainly watched the old car old hanna barbera cartoons like scooby-doo and uh and uh jetsons flintstones like whatever like you know um all the the wacky race and all that but like you know they like those cartoons like at least they they provided you know entertainment and as well as you know they had a message you know usually uh like you, you know usually i I'd see, I'd see like um in today's um today's uh, world when you have like all this progressive thing i think like the the probably the best message for that is like you know appreciate someone who's different and that that could that and that's enough. You, you don't need to like shove. Oh, oh, wait. They're they're gay. They're lesbian. They're black. They're Asian. You, you you don't need to shove all that message because then it sounds more political. Rather than right. Just like, and and, and it wasn't even just about like race or gender. It was more about like different, as in maybe they had a weird hobby or an interest, like they were a nerd or something. Yeah. And stuff like that. Yeah, that's like generic enough where it can be relatable. I think also, um, I think the last cartoon I saw that had those kind of messages was uh, actually My Little Pony cart, Friendship is Magic from 2011. I think that's mainly the reason why people liked it. Uh, I mean, why the fans of that show at least like really liked it. Because it at least brought back those old uh, kind of like life value messages that the old cartoons used to have these days they don't really uh have them anymore maggie i think you're referring to the fact that people are taught that when things don't go your way go get a flamethrower and set fire to your entire city (laughs) well that aside though like it's it's interesting to see how cartoons have definitely changed with the messaging though but i guess the question i want to ask here is you know was this ending a good send-off for Arthur? I'm going to ask the Magic 8-Ball that question. Was oh, yes, ask the Magic 8-Ball. I mean... Tell us, though, why Yes one... and no, because it's still, like, Arthur is... has been a... Certain. Arthur has kind of changed show. Cha- uh, changed show. It's not what it... What like... did the Magic 8-Ball say? Circle? It is certain. Yes. Yeah. So... But I would say yes to some extent, but also no because they they have actually embraced the all, the whole woke culture thing like last year and probably even before that. I'm not even sure, but it still even sh- shows these like like you said, like no, like uh, I think Noble or somebody mentioned here. There, 
there isn't like anyone is is there like a shot where i haven't seen that episode is there a shot where anyone is like having kids or something like you know like they're happily married or oh i'm sure like, you know, i'm sure there you is. know kids next door for instance you had uh number number four and number three uh were um married because like you know number four and number three had like number four was uh had a crush on number three and uh, yeah at, at the end of the show it shows them that they're actually married like you know so it, at least like you know that that's kind of like uh th- that kind of was uh was a good send-off because fans at least knew that they would uh that they at least hooked up and they finally like uh got together I think yeah. like those kinds of, uh, I, th- I think like it's those kinds of uh, things like you need, like, like if there was some kind of like you know they they uh, you know hooked up with some started a family like you know could be even could be even different species like you know right. the, the, the right. don't even need to but like it's not even that like. And I think I guess what I really wanted to say was, you know, did this ending uh, tie up all the loose ends and bits by bits of Arthur? Yeah, I, I think it's a a good ending. I mean, it shows like you know, twenty years later or ten year, whatever it was, ten years later, I think, and like how they're doing in life. Which okay, I get that. You know, a lot of shows do it, but I didn't like really appreciate just how old the show was it came out in 96 bro i was three years old when the show came out and it's just ending now after 25 seasons that's pretty impressive that's a long run yeah but it's it's, it's sort of it's sort of unnecessary when you think about it it's sort of unnecessary that it had to be running this long i mean it's a kid's show kids are gonna watch it from ages I mean, clearly, clearly they were doing something right because they had enough ratings and enough funding to continue on for 20 plus seasons. So I I haven't seen the newer episodes. Like I used to watch it when I was a kid, like maybe five to 10 years old, probably. Yeah, I haven't seen any of the new episodes except for that one with Mr. Ratburn and his gay husband. (laughs) That was kind of weird. You know, I there's that. Much the new offer either, right? Yeah, I wonder if that's why. <laughs> if that's why this happened, like the, when they got woke, they went broke. I wonder how much of a culture shock it would be for someone to watch Arthur from like '96 to like '99. Oh, I wonder. Wait, wasn't there one episode where, like, in Arthur, where they were like cursing, like they were using bad words, and they had a sense? I, I think it was when DW discovered what the F word meant. <laughs> and yeah, and then like all the parents got pissed off because like the kids were using it, and uh, they censored it in the show, but like in creative ways, where DW would be like, "Oh, I heard about that. What the?" And then like they close the window, and you you see her mouth go, and everyone's eyes were like, oh, "What did you just say?" <laughs> I know SpongeBob did something like that too with a uh, sailor mouth, you know, with the the dolphin noise <laughs> when they learned curse words. So Arthur did it first, though. I think that was back in like the late '90s or something. Thank you. So. But, but that a... also did teach a good lesson too. Like, hey, don't use bad words. You know. Wasn't there a band uh, episode of Dexter's Laboratory where? Yes, there was. Yes, there was. It was also, called uh, Rude. Like... It was called Rude Rude Removal, I believe. It was when um 
Dexter uh, put him and Dee Dee into like this chamber, and then they made like evil copies of themselves. And uh, yeah, they were cursing left and right. Like they were, it was a crazy episode. I can't believe that even fucking aired. I think it did air, but it only aired it, it did, but it was censored. It it aired once, and then and then they actually like uh, removed it. Yeah, you can still find clips of it like on YouTube somewhere if you like dig deep enough. It's pretty bonkers, man. <laughs> like, All right. Damn, I a guess. different time. Yeah, different times. All right, so looks looks like, looks like we've come to the end of the show. That's what we've got. You know, that's what we've got for the week. And what did you guys think about everything that we've gone through? Ooh, who'd uh, like to start with our closing statement? It'd be nice to see how things fall over next week, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I really want to see the Dr. Zeus books when they come out, the new ones, because yeah. I truly hope that they piss at one, at least one of them pisses off one group. I, it's not that hard to do these days, but you know, somebody's bound to happen to get somebody pissed off. Sorry about that. Hit the wrong button. Yeah, I hit the wrong thing. Sorry. All right. So. I have a closing statement. Who's up next? Stifio? Um, I'm th- I'm just excited for the Pokemon games. I can't wait to see a little bit more about them, but I also don't want to see too much because I want to be able to go into the game and experience it all myself. Mm. And I'm just really, really hopeful that we have some good ghost types coming. Maybe we'll get a zombie. Hmm. Who knows? Like, we'll see what kind of animals there are, you know, what kind of things they're going to have. You know, we might get a, you know, we might get an Ibex goat. Well, an (laughs) Ibex sheep, whatever. Sorry, I'm tripping over. Or like, you know, some from Mexican folklore. Who knows? Chupacabra. Chupacabra, yay. Yes. So, (laughs) now, Maligos. Um, well, I mean, it might be because I'm, I'm, I feel kind of down. I was, I'm feeling kind of down lately, but, but I'm generally, the more I hear about, uh, you know, uh, putting the whole, uh, whole like PC culture into kids shows and, and uh, banning books because they like they they're now inappropriate. It kind of, I, I guess, it kind of worries me that the next generation is gonna is gonna keep growing up to be worse and worse because, like you know, parents are gonna let their kids watch uh, cartoons and the cartoons become more and more politicized. And what's the message we're sending to? to to the kids like you know it, that i mean sorry if if uh if the message came out a little bit less less um heartwarming but i guess you know yeah i got that and uh, and i say hey what a wonderful kind of day where we can learn to work and play and get along with each other. 
Rest in peace, Arthur. That's all I got to say. <laughs> without a doubt. Yeah, without a doubt, indeed. God bless you, Magic <laughs> Ball. Yes, in, magic absolutely. <laughs> so, I hope you enjoyed listening to this and I had fun along the way, as we did in the making of this show. And as always, our episodes are available on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, BitChute, and more further down the line. This is us signing up for the week. Farewell, and until next time. Bye. See ya.